Welcome back to Reading Books in the Public Domain with your host, Michael Hovde. I am, of course, your host, Michael Hovde. We are reading Foundation by Isaac Asimov, and we are on Chapter 5. So, Commission of Public Safety. The aristocratic Cotier rose to power after the assassination of Cleon I, last of Entons. In the main, they formed an element of order during the centuries of instability and uncertainty in the Imperium, usually under the control of the great families of the Chens and the Diverts. It degenerated eventually into a blind instrument for maintenance of the status quo. They were not completely removed as a power in the state until after the accession of the last strong emperor, Cleon II, the first chief commissioner. In a way, the beginning of the commission's decline can be traced to the trial of Harry Selden two years before the beginning of the foundational era. That trial is described in Gal Dornick's biography of Harry Selden, Encyclopedia Galactica. Chapter 5 Gaul did not carry out his promise. He was awakened the next morning by a muted buzzer. He answered it in the voice of the desk clerk, as muted, polite, and deprecating as it might well have been, informed him that he was under detention at the orders of the Commission of Public Safety. Gaul sprang to the door and found it would no longer open. He could only dress and wait. They came for him and took him elsewhere, but it was still detention. They asked him questions most politely. It was all very civilized. He explained that he was a provincial of Synax, that he had attended such and such schools and obtained a doctor of mathematics degree on such and such date. He had applied for a position on Dr. Selden's staff and had been accepted. Over and over again he gave these details, and over and over again they returned to the question of his joining the Selden Project. How had he heard of it? What were to be his duties? What secret instructions had he received? What was it all about? He answered that he did not know. He had no secret instructions. He was a scholar and a mathematician. He had no interest in politics. And finally the gentle inquisitor asked, when will Trantor be destroyed? Gaul faltered. I could not say of my own knowledge. Could you say of anyone's? How could I speak for another? He felt warm, overwarm. The Inquisitor said, Has anyone told you of su such destruction? Said date. And as the young man hesitated, he went on. You have been followed, doctor. We were at the airport when you arrived, on the observation tower, when you waited for your appointment, and of course we were able to overhear your conversation with Dr. Selden, Gall said. Then you know his views on the matter. Perhaps, but we would like to hear them from you. He is of the opinion that Trantor would be destroyed within three centuries. He proved it. Uh, mathematically? Yes, he did. Defiantly. You maintain the, uh, mathematics to be valid, I suppose. If Dr. Selden vouches for it, it is valid. Then we will return. Wait, I have a right to a lawyer. I demand my rights as an imperial citizen. You shall have them. And he did. 
It was a tall man that eventually entered, a man whose face seemed all vertical lines and so thin that one could wonder whether there was room for a smile. Gaul looked up. He felt disheveled and wilted. So much had happened, yet he had been on Trantor not more than thirty hours. The man said, I am Lors Avakim. Dr. Selden has directed me to represent you. Is that so? Well then, look here. I demand an instant appeal to the Emperor. I'm being held without cause. I'm innocent of anything. Of anything! He slashed his hands outward, palms down. You've got to arrange a hearing with the Emperor. Instantly! Avakim was carefully emptying the contents of a flat folder onto the floor. If Gaul had the stomach for it, he might have recognized cellomet legal forms, metal thin and tape-like, adopted, adapted for insertion within the smallness of a personal capsule. He might also have recognized a pocket recorder. Recorder, excuse me. Avakim, paying no attention to Gaul's outburst, finally looked up. He said. The Commission will, of course, have a spy beam on our conversation. This is against the law, but they will use one nevertheless. Gaul ground his teeth. However, said Avakim, and Avakim seated himself deliberately, the recorder I have on the table, which is a perfectly ordinary recorder to all appearances and performs its duties well, has the additional property of completely blanketing the spy beam. This is something they will not find out at once. Then I can speak, of course. Then I want a hearing with the Emperor. Avakim smiled frostily, and it turned out that there was room for it on his thin face after all. His cheeks wrinkled to make the room. He said, You are from the provinces. I am nonetheless an imperial citizen, as good as one uh, as you or any of this commission of public safety. No doubt, no doubt. It is merely that, as a provincial, you do not understand life on Trantor as it is. There are no hearings before the emperor. To whom else would one appeal from this commission? Is there other procedure? None. There is no recourse in a practical sense. Legalistically, you may appeal to the Emperor, but you would get no hearing. The Emperor today is not the Emperor of an Enton dynasty, you know. Trantor, I am afraid, is in the hands of the aristocratic families, members of which compose the Commission of Public Safety. This is a development which is well predicted by psychohistory. Gaul said, Indeed. In that case, if Dr. Selden can predict the history of Trantor 300 years into the future, he can predict it 1,500 years into the future. Let it be 15,000! Why couldn't he yesterday have predicted the events of this morning and warned me? No, I'm sorry! Gaul sat down and rested his head in one sweating palm. I quite understand that psychohistory is a statistical science and cannot predict the future of a single man with any accuracy. You'll understand that I am upset. But you are wrong. Dr. Selden was of the opinion that you would be arrested this morning. What? It is unfortunate, but true. The Commission has been more and more hostile to his activities. New members joining the group have been interfered with to an increasing extent. The graphs show that for our purposes, matters might best be brought to a climax now. The Commission of itself was moving somewhat slowly, so Dr. Selden visited you yesterday for the purpose of forcing their hand, no other reason. 
Gall caught his breath. I resent it, please. It was necessary. You were not picked for any personal reasons. You must realize that Dr. Selden's plans, which are laid out with the developed mathematics of over eighteen years, include all eventualities with significant probabilities. This is one of them. I've been sent here for no other purpose than to assure you that you need not fear. It will end well, almost certainly so, for the project, and with reasonable probability for you. What are the figures? demanded Gall, for the project over 99.9%, and for myself, I am instructed that this probability is 77.2%. Then I've got better than one chance in five of being sentenced to prison or to death. The last is under 1%. Indeed, calculations upon one man mean nothing. You send Dr. Selden to me. Unfortunately, I cannot. Dr. Selden is himself arrested. The door was thrown open before the rising gall could do more than utter the beginning of a cry. A guard entered, walked to the table, picked up the recorder, looked upon it all sides of it, and put it in his pocket. Avakim said quietly, I will need that instrument. We will supply you with one, counselor, that does not cast a static field. My interview is done in that case. Gaul watched him leave and was alone. End of chapter 5